0: the Sophie Blues, your source for all things Everton, and welcome to another interview where I'm really pleased to be joined by former Everton striker James Vaughan, still an active player in his own right. Welcome to the show, James. You all right, mate?
1: Yeah, I'm good, Thanks, you.
0: Yeah, I'm brilliant. Uh, it's the first time I've had someone been able to interview someone with the same first name as me, so this isn't going to be an interesting <laughs> one. So we don't know yeah, confused be us, will probably refer to you <laughs> as Vaughan every now and then, just to distinguish.
1: Yeah, yeah. most people do anyway, that's fine
0: fantastic that works out very well then uh, yeah so first of all of course you're still an active player like I say you're playing for Tramia Rovers now aren't you
1: yeah I am yeah still playing still trying to keep it going so I'm still enjoying it which is good so at Tramia which is local as well so I'm, yeah, I'm enjoying that, it and
0: I say you're only up the road from us which is a uh, great uh, if you managed to like well a silly question really There's not really been much chance of you to get to Goodison this year as the been a bit of no, a bit well
1: I went last year. season, took my little boy for the first time to the United game at Goodison. So that was an experience. Was that the four um, 0 was it? Uh no, what scores was it? Five two was it? Oh I don't
0: remember. Four
1: two. What score was it? No, we scored early, Calbert Lewin scored. Oh I right. and then I can't, I can't remember. Oh that was only right
0: like before the lockdown, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It feels like last year though, to be fair, don't it? It's just been that kind oh. of year.
1: Almost into London, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> but of course like you've re- rejoined Trammere on a permanent deal now, are you? So you're you're happy to be back up at this neck of the woods, are you?
1: Yeah, really happy. I've I've lived around Liverpool here for a for a while now, so to be back playing local, you know, near the family and near all my friends is really good.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. And Trammere, of course, like you're happy to be playing for Tranmere, of course. It's a uh, obviously it's a club where I think you, you I think they're back in league two now, so I think you're Certainly gonna get a lot of game time. It's certainly a probably the certainly that's the, the worst you could do, isn't it? League two. I think you're a very good striker, still in your own right. Bagged a few in League One, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's not the level. It's a it's a club like I say that you know I played for in League One last year. Unfortunately we got what happened to us happened and we got moved down the level. So, you know, I was dead keen to be part of the rebuild and get back to the league where I think we we, we deserve to be.
0: Yeah, I think that given that the relegation was very harsh on you, of course it was an administrative one, wasn't it? Because of the whole early termination of the season, it's it, there's no doubt I think that like you guys can bounce back. So best of luck for the upcoming season with Tranmere, of course. But we're obviously here yeah, to talk thanks. about your Everton career, and we'll start with your time in the Everton Academy. How old were you when you joined? Because of course you're a, a brummy lad by trade, aren't you? If you will say by trade, you were born in ben, Birmingham, yeah. Birmingham, weren't you?
1: Yeah, no, uh, we moved to Preston for a few years when I was six and pretty much straight away, I was playing in the tournament and got scouted, so from the age of six till I left, I was, I was always at Everton.
0: That's fantastic. I mean, I wasn't actually aware it was that young. I didn't, I didn't know that yeah. you'd be at the club that long, to be honest, which is fantastic to hear. And, of course, you worked with a lot of great coaches as well. Didn't you, the likes of Andy Holden and people like that. And What kind of impact did they have on your early career?
1: Yeah, they do. It's not. It's not just the coaching, you know. Everton as an academy and 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 people, they they set a standard as, of what they want you to do as, as a person, and that that set me up for the rest of my life. So not just in football, but as as a person, that they they moulded me. So it was a great experience and a great upbringing.
0: Yeah, it's, I've 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 heard this from a lot of players. I mean, it's we've always been known for like looking after our young players, and it's it's good to see that we were certainly that way inclined with when you were about anyway
1: of course yeah no, definitely they, they looked after me really well
0: yeah is there any other coaches in particular who had a big impact on your career because I know Andy Holden was the main like you'd coach around that time but
1: was there anyone yeah, else no, uh, Neil Jewsniff was was a big influence Duesniff, on my career yeah. as was to be fair Gary Ablett for for a long period of time looked after us really well before he left and went to Liverpool and um, there's was, there was loads. Ray Hall was a big influence on Ray me. Ray Hall. Uh, I, mean, yeah. I knew there was someone called Hall. I was like trying to
0: pick your brain for there. I was like, i mean, he was a brilliant new coach around that time. It's just
1: good to I got a shout out for him as well. Yeah, they were a great setup. You know, there's there loads of people, Chris Lloyd as well. So there, there's a lot of people to mention. And, you know, without all of them, none of it would have been possible. So I'm grateful to all of them.
0: That's brilliant, of course. And then obviously, you move on to the first team. Your first involvement with the first team was a defeat to Manchester United where you were on the bench I think you were still only 16 I think it was a you were playing on the bench against a Man United side which had the likes of Ronaldo and Rooney in it I think it did it all feel a bit surreal at the start?
1: Yeah it was you know it was it come out of nowhere really I was I was doing quite well in the reserves and trained the person for a while but to, to get thrust in and put on the bench at such a young age I don't think at the time I really realised what was happening but I look back now and think it's just all an amazing experience and no, even that night was, was, was great
0: yeah it's a, obviously not the result we wanted And it, I think you'd probably like to have got on and maybe tried to make a difference I think that was a, you didn't actually get on that day did you?
1: no no Palace was my first appearance
0: and that's exactly what we're moving on to next time you got your your, um, your chance came against Palace of course 15 minutes left you come on and you, you become the youngest Premier League goal scorer for Everton the record that still holds to this day Talk us through your memories of that day, obviously, when you got like subbed on. And what, what How did you feel going into the game? Were you expecting to get on at any point?
1: Not not before the game, no, because, like I said, I'd been on the bench a few times before and hadn't managed to come on. So, you know, it was just a case of hope, being hopeful again that something might happen that day. And, you know, as you, as you see the goals going 1-0, 2-0, 3-0, I thought today might be the chance. So, you know, I was warming up, just, just praying for my chance, really. And luckily it came that day.
0: And, of course, I think I can remember the goal quite well. It was a, I think it was a low cross and you, you sort of scored at the front post, didn't you? It was a,
1: yeah.
0: And how, how many touches did you have before that?
1: I don't know, to be honest. I remember making a couple of tackles and the fans going mad, which kind of was that's the, the that's story a, of my, my...
0: Everton fans in a nutshell, that though, isn't it? You love a good tackle.
1: And that, that started me off. And, you know, I think them, them tackles got me a bit of confidence because, you know, the fans got behind me straight away and then the rest of it's a blur. Really. I remember the goal and then after that, it was just chaos, really.
0: Yeah, I imagine imagine yeah, it must have been doing so much you know, with, like I say, it's still the youngest goal scorer for Everton in the Premier League. I you mean, you're, not, you're the only one who can say that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, at the time, I don't think, like I say, I don't, I don't really think I realised what I'd done at the time. It's just... I came on the pitch and scored a goal, which is what I've been doing at all the other levels. So it was just the next progression for me. But now I look back at the age I did it and the size of the club that I did it for, and you know, in the Premier League, it's it's a fantastic achievement and something you know that I'll be proud of for the rest of my life.
0: That's absolutely unprecedented. Of course, it hasn't been matched. So it's an accolade that it can't be taken away from you. You've held it now for 15 years, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah, it seems it seems like a lifetime ago now. But like I say, it's just. I look back on it now and it's it's a really proud moment for me and my family and, you know, hopefully I can talk about it for a long time.
0: I tell you what, I wish it felt that long ago for me. It feels like it was only yesterday I was watching, like, that team and it was a, it was a really good time, of course. We had a very good season, finished fourth, got to quali- play in the Champions League qualifiers the year after. We spoke to a couple of your former teammates on the channel, like, earlier on this year, the likes of Joseph Yobo, Marcus Spence. Yeah. They said how special that team was and the sort of spirit you had that season. You worked hard for each other. Why do you think it worked so well and was it was it good to be part of that team? There's a lot of togetherness in that squad, wasn't
1: there? Yeah, I mean, for me I was I was a, a kid coming to a, a group of lads like you mentioned, like Marcus Bent, Tim kale David Weir, Alan Stubbs, Lee Carsey, some real senior players and you know to learn from that first and foremost was was unbelievable and it's stuff that I revert back to now as an older player trying to look after some of the younger lads like they looked after me but as a, as a squad to this day I've never seen a group of lads come together and work so hard for each other and you know you've seen it in the results I don't think anyone will argue the fact that we didn't have the best players in the world at the time but we did give anyone a game just because of team spirit the way we were organised and the way we worked for each other.
0: Such a gritty team wasn't it um, It was. it was great obviously as a like you say, as a kid coming into like learn from these kinds of players, you have a, a number of players like in the dressing room. When you go into these like into into these training sessions, you have the like of like a big dunk as well. David Weir, as you say, Hibbert, Osman. There's a lot a lot of names there, like you know, characters. they were characters weren't they?
1: Yeah, it was brilliant. You know, you you looked either side and you knew that the person you were playing with was going to give everything for the team and give everything for you. So, you know, if if you weren't going to do that, you wouldn't have fit in. And that was just the mentality we all had, and we all just came together and, and fought for each other. And you, you've seen the results for that.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was a fantastic season. Did anyone in particular take you under your wing, like maybe a mentor you if you like? Or was it a case of you just sort of getting on with it by yourself?
1: I, no, I think to single out one wouldn't be fair because they were all so good with me. You know, they were all unbelievable from day one. I think going forward, I really looked up to Marcus Benn really took me under his wing and looked after me for a long time, and you know Lee Carsley, especially, were were brilliant for me. But then, like I say, to single them out, Tim kale Duncan Ferguson, Dave Grealon, every every one of them was brilliant.
0: I like the fact that you mentioned Carsley there. Of course, he's a fellow Bromie, isn't he? That must have helped. Yeah, he,
1: yeah it did yeah. He he's, for me, he's he's one of the best people you could wish to meet in football. He yeah, was is. he's so good class, to man. me as a kid. Yeah, and and one of the most underrated players I've ever played with as well. Absolutely. He was,
0: yeah. He was uh, without him, I don't well.
1: think the team would have been what it was. You know, on on the pitch and off the pitch, he, he just made everything gel. And you know, like I say, he, he out of out of all of them stands out to me is how much he looked after me at that time.
0: Yeah, so I think he's a very very underrated player, but also still very very well liked at Everton. The fans remembered yeah. him very very fondly, and of course, it, what he contributed at that time surely must have helped with that. We mentioned yeah, like a he was, few names there, the likes of Leon Osman, before he was known He was known to be the prankster of the squad. Was there any sort of funny behind-the-scenes stories so maybe he would share with us? Ozzy was known known to, known to be, was, be a bit of a practical yeah. joker, wasn't he?
1: No, they were just always at it. Him, Ibo was the silent assassin. He'd, <laughs> he'd be involved, but no one would ever suspect him. But Ozzy was the loud one, so you knew if something was going on.
0: He'd be he'd at been the centre of it. it.
1: <laughs> but yeah, there was, there was all sorts going on. It was, it, there was nothing, you know ever too heavy but it's all good natured and you know everyone bought into it it was good fun to be around Ah, class.
0: But uh, yeah it was, a, it was a really interesting team obviously David Moyes was the manager what was it like to be coached by him he must have played a massive part in the sort of early stages of your career was there any specific methods was coaching behind the scenes like something that maybe stuck out to you
1: it was just the intensity of how, how much you wanted us to work and press and you know work hard for each other and you, he was so thorough with the way, you know, the the shape and the the organisation of the opposition. It was it was really good to see. And like I say, at the time I was a kid, I just thought that's how it was. As you get older and you work with different managers, you realise how thorough he was, how hard he had us working, and how fit he got us all.
0: Yeah, it was a very very fit team, and you, you think we saw that in a lot of games. We scored a lot of late goals. Yeah, yeah. definitely.
1: We 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 kept going. It was it was ne- we were never dead. That team, and that was the way. All the way through my career, I was at Everton, I always had David Moyes as the manager and that was you know, the mentality of the squad.
0: Yeah, it was. there was always a lot of like goals scored in that year and a lot of great memories were made, of course. Moving forward, you didn't really see much action in the 2005-06 season. I think you picked up a, the first of many quite bad injuries, did you not?
1: Know? Yeah, I got injured. I went away with the England under-19s, I think it was in August and didn't play again for the rest of that season so that that was a pretty difficult time you know you're ready to kick on and get a pretty bad injury which kept me out for over a year so that was that was hard but you know it was another thing that, that made me a lot stronger and again the lads came round me and helped me out and I, I managed to get back
0: and uh, you came back and of course I think it was one of your first games back you scored against West Ham in the last minute yeah. didn't you?
1: Yeah it was no that was another that was that was like a second debut for me really it was like I said, been out for a long time and at such a young age, I'd, I'd gone through a lot. So to come back and score that goal again was, was brilliant for me. Great memory. I, know.
0: It was, I think it was, that was one. I think everyone was very happy to see you come back and score. Like that, it was after having such a hard time. And of course, you went on to have a decent season. I think you just stuck a few more away before the season was over. I think none more. So I think you scored against Chelsea on the last day.
1: Yeah, no, I did. Yeah, that was it was a bit stop-start after that and then I got in the team towards the end of the season and, you know, that's probably the, the best period of my career. Everything, funny enough, at the, the, the end of that season I played a few games, scored a few goals and yeah. I remember, really enjoyed my time.
0: I remember towards the end of that season there was that a game and I think you played fantastically well against Fulham. Yeah. Scored an absolute beauty of a goal in that game if I remember rightly.
1: Yeah, no, that was one of the best memories because, you know, Victor played in that game as well, scored as well, so, the two of us growing up together at Everton to score in the same game in the Premier League was was a dream come true. For yeah, you two,
0: you two, to two brilliantly together, and you were close on and off the pitch. If I'm not mistaken, is that still the case? Do you still talk a lot.
1: Yeah, no, we still talk too much, if you ask me. But no, he's he's still, you know, my best friend. He's he was best man at my wedding. He's godfather to my oldest boy, so still very close and speak a lot.
0: Yeah, and then again, he was another one who was very uh, well liked at Everton. I think both is coming through. That was like sort of my year as a kid growing up and used to both coming through. I think I was a big fan of both obviously. So it was, yeah. it was great to see us both score in that game and I was at the game as well. So yeah, yeah that's a that good was memory. I'm for me. yeah. uh, moving forward a little bit, obviously the next season, uh, we got a three, two win against AZ Alkmaar away on a very cold night in uh, the Netherlands and uh did no one, no English side had ever beaten? I think I don't think any side had ever beaten AZ Alkmaar on their own ground in Europe for about twenty, thirty years. I think that's yeah. some, I think some mad statistic like that. And of course, you scored the winner that night. I think from across from Victor himself. I think.
1: Yeah, it was. That was another good night. It was main memory from that night is how cold it was. It was literally the coldest night I've ever experienced. And. Normally I'm desperate to come on, and that night I was a bit like, "Oh, sitting on the bench, freezing." I thought, "I don't know how this is going to go," but luckily I managed to come on and get the winner. So that was in the in the, Europe, the UEFA Cup as well. So yeah, I think another, uh, another one of those memories.
0: There was a little bit of a Twitter poll I think a few weeks ago, like from between Everton fans about when what was the coldest game you've ever been to, and I think a lot of people said that game. It was. It was yeah, I think if you were crazy. there,
1: if you were there, you know, I, I've never experienced anything like that. That was freezing,
0: but. Uh, of course, a lot of fun memories came from that. Anyway, I think a lot of fans jumping up and down said they had to jump up and down and sing just to keep warm. So,
1: yeah, no, you, you could tell with the atmosphere.
0: You had definitely, you definitely played your part in that one though, and uh, it was a really good uh, European campaign that season. To be fair, it was good to see like uh, yourself and Victor both played quite a good part in that, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, I did, but I think not long after that, I got another injury, as as I did at the time. So. I missed a lot of it but you know watching the lads from the sides and seeing how well they were doing it was some of the nights at Goodison and going forward, and that that conversation was brilliant and it's, again it's stuff that will live with me for the rest of my life.
0: Yeah but um yeah it was some great memories from that season it was like like I say it was a good time I was sort of first sort of growing up at that point watching these games and it was always great to watch us playing Europe at that time. We had a name, I think, at this point for giving young players a chance. Yourself and Victor are probably the two main examples from that time, but a lot of players since the likes of Jack Rodwell, Jose Baxter, Dan Gosling. Do you feel David Moyes was good at giving young up-and-coming players a chance to make a name for themselves at Everton?
1: Yeah, he was was definitely good. And you could see it from when you train with the reserves and go up to the first. team. you knew that, you know, if you were training well, you'd, you'd get your chance. And at the time, I think, the squad wasn't as big as it was now, and we needed the young players. And that credit to the academy because they they made these players that were good enough to play in the academy. And t- to be fair to the manager, he'd, he'd pick you if you were good enough. So it was it was a, definitely a great club to be at if you wanted to break into the first team.
0: Yeah, I think that's something like as fans we always love to see our youngsters come through. And you know, it's probably like see yourself and Victor. Like there was a lot of goodwill for the like the likes of you guys coming in and doing well at that time. It was it? It was good to see these players come through and make an impact. And Of course, we talk about Dan Gosling, he scored in the derby, didn't he? In the FA Cup, and then we get to the semi-final. And of course, that brings us to the penalty shootout. Vidic had just scored for United, and you step up to take our fourth penalty. We'd miss one and scored two. What were you thinking, stepping up to take that penalty?
1: you nervous? I was just thinking, no, do you know what? I can remember thinking, I'm gutted Vidic didn't miss because mine would have been the winning pen, and he hit the post <laughs> and went in. That's so right, I thinking, yeah. Oh, no, uh, but no, I, even, it was just one of those things. I was desperate to take a pen. we practised all week, and I was I was really confident, so luckily the manager put me on one, and I wasn't really nervous taking the pen, but I watch it back now, and I get nervous watching it, thinking, imagine <laughs> I'd have missed, but it was, that was a fantastic day. Another one of those, I, it was my first game back for five months after another injury, so... That's right, yeah. It was... It was uh, that was a crazy day. That that's for me the best day of my career.
0: Oh, it was
1: it was an because, unbelievable day and something that I'll never ever forget.
0: I mean, sadly we didn't end up winning it, but that was probably the best day of my Everton support and life as well. So you definitely played your part in that. And of course, let's not forget, it was I think I looking back at the penalty shoes, I was it was comfortably the best penalty of the day as well. It was brilliantly I, taken.
1: I don't know, but I think Baines will have something to say about that, but <laughs> it was uh, no, it was it was, I was just happy to hit the back of the net. Like I say, I was, I was really confident, knew what I was doing. i practised the same penalty, so I was I was confident, and luckily for me, it went in.
0: Yeah, well, of course, we spoke with your former teammate, Julian Lescott, not not long back, and he said that he wasn't committing himself to be, take a penalty, and he didn't want to be the hero, and he'd leave it to the lads who did. So were you one of them?
1: Well, I wouldn't have let him take one, put it that way. <laughs> no, to be fair to him, I'd... I'd I'd put my name forward pretty early to take one, and I think I was getting bypassed a bit. And to be fair to Jolie, and he, he spoke up and said, "Let Barney take one." And oh, fair play! So I
0: mean, and again, yeah. another fellow Brummy, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah no, we, we, had, that, we had that, that we had him on work. the
0: show as well. We had, we had him on the channel a couple of months ago as well. I spoke to him, and yeah, we was talking about this game a lot, and he was saying like he didn't want to take a penalty. And... No, but none of us point.
1: wanted him to take one either. <laughs>
0: I've never seen him take one and I don't think many people would want to but no, no, no. Jordan
1: was a great player as well
0: he's a great player but uh, certainly not a penalty taker that's not the first thing that springs to mind put it that way
1: no he's, he's not but he had his attributes and to be fair when he was playing well just before he got his move I've I've never seen a defender play as well as he was playing for that period yeah, he, he, he was to be what he was doing and it was
0: quality it, that season and Jags as well of course who took the penalty yeah. after you
1: yeah, no, that, that, was a, that was a great moment because, I'm not mistaken, I think he missed one before in the UEFA Cup, I think.
0: He did, yeah. He did. So,
1: so for him to step up the way he did and, and put the penalty away, just shows the character of him. And as you go on and learn what he's about, there was no, never a doubt that he would have done that and scored. Yeah,
0: well, he, he scored all right. And the, obviously the, the fans went absolutely bliss. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah. And the iconic pitch you know, is of course, you run to Jags, absolutely losing your marbles. There's an yeah. iconic picture jumping at Jags. Yeah. And, no, that, uh, it was a correlation, sure wasn't yeah. it? We, we love we loved to look back on those kind of pictures, and you know, you played a massive part in that again in a really good day for the club.
1: No, it was, it was great. Like I say, I don't think, no matter what I go on to do now, I, I'd be very surprised if anything comes close to that, you know, with, with what I'd, I'd been through the, the months before and to come back and win the game. Epic get yourself to an FA Cup final, which is for me uh, as a young boy, that was my dream to play in the FA Cup final. So for all to come together on that day and we and we, we get through with the team that I've been been with since a, a boy was was fantastic.
0: It's a massive achievement and of course like that picture of you and Jacks is like that's like an iconic picture in Everton history, certainly for like the likes of myself who haven't really seen much success. It's like probably one of the best memories of our Everton support in lives So like we've got lots of to- to thank you and that team for
1: yeah no it was a great day hopefully there'll be a few more better moments than that going forward
0: yeah we all, we're all thinking the same mate don't <laughs> you worry about that but uh, who knows you know, will play a final or something next year it might come around don't worry about that
1: yeah no you never know
0: it's you know, just all I know is like you'll be up for taking a penalty <laughs> yeah
1: no you, you know I, I take, put myself out there take a pen and I'm, I'm always confident sometimes you miss sometimes you score but it's a chance to score a goal isn't it so I'll, I'll put my name forward always
0: If you take half as good the penalty for Tranmere, is you didn't that semi-final then you'll be pr- quite fine if you ask me Alright yeah uh, Yeah well of course we went on to the final and didn't win the likes of Lampard and John Terry Drogbert and Elka, it was a really good team was it just a case of playing against the surreal team that day
1: I think it was yeah I think when you at the time it didn't feel like I, I felt at the time we, we could have won it and we started well Louis scored really early and mm-hmm. you think maybe it's our day but it wasn't to be but you know like I say I look back now and I've managed managed to play an FA Cup final for my club so it doesn't get any better than that well it does if you win it but you know it's still a proud moment for me to be able to say I played an FA Cup final for Everton so I'm just happy about that
0: You can't argue with that you, you said you came off the bench didn't you for that game?
1: Yeah, I did, yeah. I was just desperate to get on the pitch and, you know, I thought we could affect it and get, get the result, but it wasn't to be that day.
0: And that was about the, uh, we didn't really see much more of it after that, unfortunately. You think you got one more goal the following season against Burnley, which was actually yeah. quite a good goal. But at this point, you start to go out on loan a lot and I think you suffered suffered your injuries again.
1: And yeah, was, no, that's about right. I think what it was, I'd, I'd missed so much football over the years that, you know, the gaffer wanted me to to be coming off the bench and doing what I was doing, which was I look back now and was brilliant. But for me as a as a player, I wanted to know go out and play games and know what I was about, see if I could actually play week in, week out and make something of myself. So that's why starter, the yeah. loans come about and you know that that's that's what happened really.
0: Yeah, of course, sadly your time at Everton was sort of curtailed by a number of injuries. And remember there was a a couple of very bad ones. I remember a severed artery against Bolton. Which was a really grim one for me. I'm like, I, I remember watching this game. And I was like, well, it wasn't it wasn't one for the uh, faint heart of That one. How hard it is it for, for players to come back from injuries like that when you feel when you're looking back at your time at Everton, do you feel like these injuries held you back and maybe what yeah you could I, have think, added to
1: the I team. think they did. I think to be fair, the seven you one, I was only I only missed one game in the end with it.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: the, the injuries did definitely set me back, and I think that probably accelerated my eagerness to leave because I hadn't played much football and I wasn't getting much football. So I just wanted to know what I could do, basically. You know, I didn't want to be a sub for the rest of my career and think what if and whatnot. So that's where it came came from, really. But injuries are what they are. And I'm just grateful that I managed to play as many games as I did for Everton.
0: Yeah, of course. There was a lot of brilliant players around that, that time as well. Like the, By this point, we had the likes of Arteta, Fellaini, PR there
1: was a really good team at this point, wasn't there? Yeah, that was it. Well, that, that was a lot of the conversation I had with David Moyes, really, because, you know, Louis I was playing up front and for me, he was, he was brilliant. So I'd, I'd be going in to speak to him saying, look, I'm not saying I've got to be playing for Everton because I, I know how good Louis is, but I want to be playing football. That was the conversation we'd be having. And to be fair to me, he understood it and we just, we just had to come to an, an agreement and that's where the loans came in.
0: It sounds like it was a very honest conversation you, you were very honest with yourself in that respect you went on a few loans it was what you went to it was Crystal Palace I think there was Leicester Palace, as well yeah. Leicester as well
1: yeah. yeah a few I went on a couple of like one month three month loans which you could do at the time and then the main loan I went on was, was Crystal Palace that was a really good period of my career as well
0: yeah I mean a really good club as well to be honest I'm a, quite a big admirer of Crystal Palace to be honest and a yeah. That's hard for me to say because I don't really like many other teams. But,
1: um, <laughs> no, Palace are a great club, yeah.
0: yeah it's a good, it is a really good club and great fans as well. I mean, I think you ended up going permanently you know, to Norwich, wasn't it, in the summer of
1: 2011? Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, that didn't really work out, to be fair. I get asked a lot all the time, do I regret leaving Everton? And the, the honest answer is it was hard to leave Everton because I loved them so much, but it was time to leave. The, the mistake I made was... Not staying at Crystal Palace really because I'd had a really good time there. I'd enjoyed it. The fans liked me. The manager liked me. But obviously, when a, a team in the Premier League comes knocking, then
0: yeah, it was not as renewed difficult to turn as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that that I went to Norwich, didn't work. I got a, a few injuries again there, and then moved on.
0: Yeah, he went on a couple of loans there, and he ends up at like Huddersfield and a few other sides. I remember you found you found some very good forms, not you were there, uh, Betty.
1: Yeah, no, I did. I'd, I'd been at Huddersfield for a few years and then went to Birmingham and, you know, I was I was only on a short contract there. So in the end, I went to Bury who were in League One at the point and just a case of going back there to enjoy my football. And thankfully for me, it was a great set of lads, good management and it all came together and I, and I had a really good season.
0: As, as a ex-player, it's sad to see what's happened to Bury.
1: Yeah, it is. Because there were some really, really good people there and, you know, to see... The way the club's gone is, is really disappointing because, like I said, it was a, it was a good club, good people, and it shouldn't happen.
0: Yes, it's too much of it happens these days, it seems, in football where these these kind of situations come about through you know mismanagement and whatnot. But uh, we touched on uh, Birmingham City as well, of course. What was that like playing for a team in your hometown? Well,
1: that was it. Growing up, I I had two dreams. Firstly, to play for Everton, and then I always wanted to play for Birmingham City, and you know, I think when I went there, I put a lot of pressure on myself. I really wanted to succeed, and you know, it was—it was just the only time in my career where I really I put pressure on myself, and I think it showed in my in my performances. And unfortunately, it didn't work out. But again, you know, I look back and say I played for the, the 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 team from where I'm from and the team that I grew up at, which is Everton. And you know, if you'd have said that to me at the start of my career, I'd have been I'd have snapped your hand off. So something I'm there proud go, of as well.
0: That's, that's pretty successful I mean you've had a few other moves then since Sunderland and Bradford as well and of course yeah. now you've ended up at Tramere which is of course almost like coming a full circle you're only down the road from us now
1: yeah it's it I mean you know I'm getting older now so I don't think I'll be playing a lot longer but I've got at least two years left here and you know maybe a, a few more after that but I just wanted to be back like say close to the family enjoying my football and you know I know i will passionate this this area is about the football so it just seemed like it fit perfectly for me where I was at
0: Yeah you can't argue with it really and I mean I'm, I'm sure like it'll be a good season ahead for you to tram me I mean as you push for promotion hopefully
1: Yeah no that, that's the aim we want to get back to League One which you know I think the way we ended last season we were expecting to stay up so for it to be curtailed and get demoted so like we did It's, it's very,
0: very very cruel what happened so I think it'll be great to see us try and bounce back and I'm sure like hopefully he'll be at the forefront of that, if that proves to be the case.
1: Yeah, hopefully that's the plan, I'll be trying to get a few goals, and hopefully we get promoted. Yeah,
0: fingers crossed for you, mate, Uh, best of luck for that. Of course, a few more things just before me, just before me finish, Uh, of course, one of the players I didn't mention before was Leighton Baines, he's just retired, Uh, a real legend for the club, what was it like playing with Leighton Baines?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you use legend, people use legend too easily, but, when, when you speak about Leighton Baines, he's definitely a legend at the club. I think, you know, in the Premier League, you don't see any fullbacks with his stats and the things he's done. And to go along with that, he's, he's a great guy. He's so down to earth, works really hard. And, you know, I was there when he joined. I'd, I'd actually been away with the 21s with him and I'd been pushing for him to come. So I'm going to take the credit for him signing. <laughs> but uh, no, but when he joined, you know, people forget how hard he had to work to get into the team. It wasn't. You know, he straightened the team. He, it was a good few months before he finally got in there. And when he did, took his chance and just kicked on to we, another level.
0: We talk, we talk, we talk about your uh, relationship with Julian Lescott. I mean, he's going to have a little Barney over this one because uh, when I interviewed Julian, uh, he took credit for Leighton joining because of the sla- there was a sliding doors moment at Everton, he said, where if he'd have said that, he'd have been happy to play at left-back more, he wouldn't have signed Leighton, Leighton Baines. So, you know, you and Julian can maybe, like, like that barter between us over who really
1: swung late no, in, t- in you'll have to ask Bainesy, but I think I'll have to take the credit for that we were away and I was on at the, the scout all the time you've got to sign Bainesy and I knew he wanted to come to be fair so he's a,
0: he's, a, he's a blue isn't he so he yeah doesn't no, but what he
1: went on to do was was incredible and if you if you see him work every day you know that it wasn't by luck you know he's, he's one of the best professionals I've seen and mm. deserves all the credit he gets
0: yeah I mean he's, he is one of the club's greatest players of the modern era without a doubt, I think. I think yeah, adored like almost unanimously by the club, by the fan base. You, you just can't argue with that. And, that it's, all because, great, great. and it's all because all all because James Vaughan convinced him to join from what I've heard.
1: Yeah. Yep, yeah, that's your headline.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, so and finally of course, things have changed a lot since you were at the club, of course, there's been a takeover, a lot of different managers since David Moyes. Seamus Coleman's now the only Moyes and left of the club, the only one who even remotely maybe played alongside you at any stage. Yeah. What have you made of Everton in recent years? Obviously, it's been all very, very different to the Everton that we saw under David Moyes when you were there. Yeah. It's been a bit of a stop-start couple of years for the club. It's been quite depressing, to be honest, yeah. over over the last couple of years as an Everton fan. It's been, it hasn't been great, but how do you feel now looking ahead? Obviously, Carlo Ancelotti is the manager to... Is yeah. thinks it's the first manager who's really since David Boyce certainly has got a large amount of approval off the fans.
1: Yeah, I think for me it was a case of I left and I I tend to have found myself. So looking looking from a fans' point of view, I felt like the last few years club lost its identity a bit, which yeah. was you know understandable in transition and stuff. But it, I feel like you know with the new manager in place and the way we're going with the investment and stuff, it looks like everyone's come back together and if. You know, if we all come back together and be as one again, I think the club can go on to have a great future. You know, with the way it's set up with the the, the fans, the manager, the players they've got, the plans going forward, I think it, it, it looks like it's going to be a bright future.
0: That's fantastic to hear. And, of course, as a player during that year, under David Moyes, you know, top four finishes and the European nights and stuff like that, you, you must know better than anyone. You can't understate the impact of having a United Everton fan base.
1: Yeah, I think we always knew that, you know, and I think that's credit to David Moyes again. He, he instilled that in us that if we had the fans on side, then together we can do great things. And I think I think it, it's
0: it, a, it's, it says a lot about your debut, really, doesn't it? When you're uh, snapping into tackles as soon as you get on the pitch, that sort of tells you that you you knew David Moyes probably put that in your head, didn't he? That's what you do to win over an Everton fan base.
1: Oh, definitely. I think that, like I say, we we had a great relationship with the fans at that point, and I think the club needs to get, get back to that. You know, the fans are very important to us as players at the time and, you know, without the fans, you can't do much. So as soon as the fans get back on side and I think it's going that way with, you know, the fans have got to be happy with the, some of the, the signings that we're linked with and the managers in place. So there's no reason why it can't go back to that and, you know, like I say, if everyone's together we're going in the right direction then I'm sure it'll be very successful.
0: That's the aim, obviously. I mean, will you be watching or will you get, obviously, only down the road now and on the other side of the River Mersey, will you be? Getting to a few more games when fans are back in, James.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I want to go as much as I can now. You know, as as I'm getting older, it was I found it a bit difficult when I first left to go back, but now, you know, as you get older, and I just really want to be around the club again. It's it's a great club and it played such a big part of my life that I want to go back and support the club that gave me so much.
0: And hopefully, you'll be supporting us through better times. Hopefully, it'll be onwards and upwards. me, fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. So uh, we're just going to finish now with a few, uh, well, first of all, we'll just finish by asking, what well, is the target for Tranmere this season? it got to be promotion, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely. We want promotion. I think we feel like we should be in League One, so that's gone now. But it's for us to prove that we should have been there, so we're going to work as hard as we can and hopefully we can get back to where we believe we should be.
0: I'm sure that's like, it's quite a harsh punishment for, you know, what what happened last season. It's it surely must have created a bit of a siege mentality you're definitely going to be going for promotion this year aren't you?
1: Yeah definitely I think everyone at the club knows what happened and you know it was unfortunate but it's happened now and we've just got to use that as as fuel to the fire and take use that to take us forward.
0: I'm sure you as well best of luck anyway for the, the season coming ahead. Right. Uh, we'll just finish with some quick fire Everton questions just fire these at you dead quick and just even if you just have to give a one word answer it is what it is. Yeah. First of all, best player you played with Everton.
1: It's tough because I'd have to say Bainesy all round in, in their possession position. I think at a point you, you couldn't argue that he was probably one of the best left backs in the world. So he was, to be fair. I'd have to say, I'd have to say him, but there was some, you know, Michel Arteta and. I thought Manuel Fernandez was was unbelievable as Fernand, well. Fernandez, he so, was
0: he was really good that the season. that was around the time when you said you were playing the best stuff of your career, so that's surprise yeah. surprising that you gave him a mention there.
1: Louis Sahar as well. You you can't not mention him when he was fit and playing well. He was Great for me, finisher. he was the perfect striker.
0: Brilliant finisher. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So what we do, we you like, you've named a few names there. We have like a little Everton 5 side team. If you had to pick five players to play a uh, five aside from your know, Everton Days, who would you pick?
1: That's a good one. Goalkeeper, I think it'd have to be Nigel Martin. Nigel Martin, yeah. Um Jolian.
0: I'm not I'm some some I'd be shocked if you didn't mention him.
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to think how many defenders I want. I don't want too many. Jolian and Bainesy. I mean, then I'd have to have oh so many defenders in it. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. A five side, isn't it? Can I have six aside? That'd be no. better. Go on, let's make it a
0: six one. aside then.
1: Yeah, go on. We'll have one goalkeeper. Then I'll have two at the back, Julian and Bainesy, Then I'll have Mikel and Manny Fernandez with out up front. There you go.
0: Someone's of Yeah. And then which one? Which one do you drop? Then when it becomes a five aside?
1: <laughs> Who do I drop? <laughs> i have to drop
0: I'll, I'll, I'll leave you to think on that one don't worry about we're that we're
1: going to attack jolien has got to go we're going to attack
0: jolien has <laughs> got to go
1: jolien has got to go
0: there, you go. <laughs> got to go, yeah. there we go um, next up do you still speak to any of them this a silly a silly question really you mentioned the likes of Jolien and that do you still speak to any players from your time at Everton other than Victor of course
1: yeah no obviously when we see each other we're all you know something you can't forget like live in the same area as Stubbs so I see him from time to time and, oh brilliant um, I, say, I speak to a few Jolien from time to time Bainesy, I spoke to not long ago so it's all you know they're all people who I'll, I'll never forget and you know if I get the chance to see them I'd, I'd always try and speak to them and have a phone conversation or whatever it may be with them so yeah I do speak to a few of them
0: Brilliant I mean it doesn't surprise me given how closely knit that team was that you're all still staying in touch to some extent
1: Yeah no it was, it was a great group of group of people and you know it's I'm sure that as you get older and you see people you'll, you'll become closer and closer again.
0: Definitely and of course you get on well with the, the players and of course the fans as well what's your best uh, what's your memories of Goodison Park and the Everton fans is there anything in particular that stands out?
1: No it's just like I say from from the minute I started playing for Everton the fans with me have been brilliant and even now you know it's been a long time since I played for Everton, but if I see any fans and they recognise me, it's always they show me a lot of love, and you know it makes me feel really good that that people appreciate the work I put in for Everton when I was there.
0: Yeah, that, that, that I can speak for for everyone. I think when you said like that, you were desperately unlucky in that respect, weren't you? I think the the fans have very high hopes for you, and it's it's certainly a case of the the fans still have a lot of affection for players who give their all for Everton and it was clear that you did that
1: yeah I think that that for me is what Everton's about and that that's why I say I hope we can get back to that point where everyone's working for the same goal and you know the the fans are as passionate as they can be and the players are as passionate as they can be and if that happens with the players we've got now I'm sure it'll be a very successful future
0: that's brilliant and of course finally before we finish do you have a final message that you want to say to the Everton fans about your time at the club
1: no just just thanks really because like I say the, the support they gave me and made me feel like on top of the world when you're playing for them and even still now to this day when I see anyone they're great with me so I just want to say thanks and it's the support that I receive it's something I'll never forget that's
0: fantastic and of course you will only down the road so if you want wanted uh, show your face around some Park I'm sure you'll be welcome with open arms mate
1: yeah I will be a few times in the coming future
0: yeah, let's hope we can get them fans back in the ground as soon as possible and you can yeah, join us. Definitely. Maybe, I yeah. say that, you yeah, haven't even retired yet. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, get some drinks down. Yeah. But maybe that'll be a couple more years before.
1: Yeah, a couple of years and I'll definitely do
0: that. <laughs> before you can think about that. But <laughs> yeah. there, you, there you have it, guys. James Vaughan, ladies and gents. Real pleasure having you on, mate. Don't forget to give this video a like and also drop us a comment. Let us know your best memories of Vaughan during his time at Everton. Definitely get involved. Let us know. Subscribe as well for more great content. All that's left for me to say is thank you so much, James Vaughan, for joining me on the show today. It's a real pleasure for you to take to Gabby to take the time out and talk to me today.
1: No problem. Thanks for having me.
0: Yes, yeah, a pleasure's mine, mate. And of course, for you guys watching, thank you for tuning in on the Toffee Blues, and we'll see you next time.